Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I want to talk about, you know, I, I, I don't know what to title this, and I'll title it after I'm done with the podcast, obviously, but I came across an interesting statement. And sometimes, by the way, if you've heard me talk about my golden bookshelf, you know that I have, I think, one of the best book collections in terms of sales, influence, and artificial intelligence. I have that combination. And I was reading this book that was written in 1985. Yes, you heard that correctly. 1985. It is called The Greatest Management Principle in the World. Now, Upon hearing that title for the first time, you're like, okay, this sounds a little superfluous, right? In the world? The greatest management principle in the world, written by Dr. Michael LeBeau. Now, Dr. Michael LeBeau, in The Greatest Management Principle in the World, wrote this book, and I'm explaining what The Greatest Management Principle is in just a second here, but go back to some of these old school books once in a while. I think they're worth your time. This one I would highly recommend that you pick up, especially if you're in management or you have to manage salespeople. Now, in there, LeBeau says something that was really interesting. When it comes to monitoring people, you know, or monitoring performance, he says, measure output, not activities. Measure output, not activities. Now, I thought that was an interesting you know, statement. Now, remember, the book was written in 1985. Measure output, not activity. In other words, measure results. Don't worry about the activity. Don't micromanage people. Manage the results. Manage the outcome, right? And upon hearing that the first time, I go, yeah, that's a great line, right? Manage the output, manage results, not the activities. Don't micromanage people, just manage the results. For example, when I manage a sales team, what do I do? I manage, measure the output, right? That's what I'm looking for. I'm measuring the results. Are you hitting your monthly number? Are you hitting your quarterly number, right? That's what you do. But then I thought about it more deeply and I go, well, that's okay, but you also have to, I believe in today's world, I, I would reverse that. I would say measure activities so you'll guarantee the result. Now, see how I flipped that? I say measure the activity, measure, if not manage the activities, in order to guarantee the output. See, in the book, LeBeau is saying, look, you just need to you know, monitor the output, right, and not the activities. And I know where he's going with this. He's basically saying, don't micromanage people. And in an ideal world, that totally makes sense. But what happens when you're not getting the output you want? Now, you have to go in there and look at the activities. What are people doing on a day-to-day basis? So when things are going well, yeah, Measure the output, not the activities. But when things are not going well, it's almost like you have to flip the equation. Now you have to measure the activity, monitor the activity to guarantee the output. And what do I mean by that? If you're in sales, you know, how do you measure your activities? See, we all have to do activities in order to generate sales. For example, you know, we have to make some cold calls, right? We have to make cold calls. So do you monitor, if not measure, how many cold calls are you making? See, if you're a manager, one of the things I would want to do is look at my sales team and I'll ask questions like this. How many calls are they making a week or a day, right? How many calls are they making every day? And then I would ask another question. How many calls are actually leading to a meeting? In other words, what's my call to meeting ratio? If I make 100 calls, how many meetings do I get? 100 calls? How many meetings do I get? Is it 100 to 1, 100 to 2? 100 calls gives me one meeting, 100 calls gives me two meetings. So one, I would measure the number of calls being made. Number two, 
I would measure the number of calls and then how many meetings I'm actually getting. And then you can actually say, well, I can also measure based on the number of meetings that you've had with the customer, how many deals were you able to close? So there's all these things you can measure. You can measure the number of people in the pipeline. How many active accounts do we have in the pipeline? What's the average deal size? What's the close rate? Right? You know, what's your sales cycle? How long is it taking you to close these deals? These are activities that can be measured. And again, this is not a new concept. I mean, this was introduced way back in, I'll say, the 40s and the 50s. Uh, Frank Betker had a book, I, th- I believe it was called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success. And these metrics were being implemented back then because you have to measure activity. Because if you measure the right activities, now that's key, if you measure the right activities, then if you're doing the right things, then you're almost assured that you're gonna get the results you want. So again, when things are going well, great. Let's monitor the output, the results, not the activities. Let's not micromanage people, but As soon as you're not hitting that number, you almost have to flip it. So you almost go from, let's look at the dashboard. The dashboard says, what is the output, right? We don't need to micromanage. Let's just look at dashboards. And if you know what I mean by a dashboard, you're looking at high-level key performance indicators or metrics, for example, like sales, monthly sales, new clients, things like that. That's high-level dashboard stuff, right? So you can monitor those high-level numbers without micromanaging people. But as soon as one of these numbers on your dashboard, for example, revenue per month, isn't what you're looking for, then you have to kind of zoom in and do a diagnostic and actually look at what activities are being done or what's not being done. Now, in the book, just to kind of tie this down, that Michael LeBeau wrote, Dr. Michael LeBeau wrote, The Greatest Management Principle, he says something that's very fascinating. He said, the things that get rewarded get done. The things that get rewarded get done. And what he is saying is that if something is not getting done, you have to look at your reward system or compensation system. Now, when he uses the word reward, it isn't just money. It could be recognition, uh, some physical award. You can do it many different ways. But But I love the fact that if you're not hitting your numbers, you look at activities. And if there are certain activities that are being done, great. But if there are activities that you know have to be done and they're not being done, then you have to ask yourself what he calls the second question. How are they being rewarded? So in other words, if you want somebody to do the activities that are not being done, you have to find a way to recognize them, reward them. And again, not just monetary. It could be just recognition or encouragement. But you have to find a way to reward people for doing the right activities. Let me say that again. You have to find a way to reward people for doing the desired activities you want them to do. Because if they're not doing them, it's because as they perceive it or may perceive it, there's nothing in it for them. They don't see the benefit. But if they know you as a manager are monitoring those activities that you want them to focus in on and you're recognizing them, you're rewarding them, that they're more likely to do those activities than not. And you know, based on your experience, that if they do those activities, they will get the desired output. So again, Let's look at high-level numbers, measure the results, let's not micromanage. But once that isn't working, let's, in a sense, look at activities and then reward those activities that we want to encourage our folks, our sales team, our people to do so they'll hit 
their numbers. So check out the book. Again, Dr. Michael LeBeau, the greatest management principal in the world. Although it was written in 1985, it is worth your time and effort to read that book. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Again, don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. Also, check out my online sales training program, the Sales Velocity Academy. Room, room, room. If you want to go faster in selling, you need to check out my courses. I'm adding one every month. And again, I cut out all the BS, all the fluff. It's all about content that will help you be more successful. Check it out. SalesVelocityAcademy.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you... Selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.